You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from Radio Row at Super Bowl 57, this is the Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dreamlawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. That's right. We are live once again on Radio Row here in Phoenix, getting set for the Super Bowl on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And joining us right off the top of the show in our Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, also the host of the GM Shuffle Pod. Uh, Michael, first of all, thank you for, for joining us. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate being here. Uh, I saw recently on, on your Twitter, you mentioned Nick Sirianni's path from that opening press conference yeah. being the butt of essentially a ton of jokes right yeah. and, and now he's the confident guy nodding into slow motion cameras going into the, the super bowl how the heck did he make that transition you know i, I we wrote about i also do besides stuff on vsin and DraftKings. I, I write this we write this thing called the daily coach which is a leadership blog it's a daily underscore coach george raveling and myself mm-hmm. we started it and what we talked about today about seriani is how you learn from your mistakes and how you learn that everything is a story how you tell a story is really important. And in that press conference, he didn't tell his story. He kind of got too caught up in the moment. And since then, he's recovered really well. And I think the organization has done a great job of helping him, you know, and give him credit for developing this six-back offense that he's developed. It, it, it is a really interesting offense, and that offensive line obviously has a lot to do with it. What makes those guys so special? Well, they play together, and they're all good. You know, I mean, they put their resources. One of the things I, I early in my career, I worked for the Eagles, and Jeff Lurie, the owner of the team, has always been a guy that believed in offensive line play, and he's always been a guy that's put his money where his mouth is. And so, you know, they draft Lane Johnson, the third pick overall in the draft. They, you know, they they, they Dillard the. They draft him in the first round, and Mulata breeds him out as a seventh-rounder. So they, they've done that. Kelsey, they found. Howard Mudd, the former line coach, was able to develop him. And then they put, you know, draft guys in the second round. They spend money on it, too. It's important. You know, everybody gets caught up in wanting to draft receivers, but the reality of it is is what wins is the, uh, the offensive and defensive fronts. Michael Lombardi, former NFL executive, host of the GM Shuffle Pod, joining us here in the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair. Uh, and then you can trade for the wide receiver. Well, what has A.J. Brown done to that, that yeah. offense, and what has he done for Jalen Hurts? Well, you know, the number one thing he does is since they're a running team, he blocks. He's physical, mm-hmm. so he's hard to, you know, you gotta, you're going to have to go pl- be a man and go up against him. Like, he's not, he's a man. He's and, a big and, guy, And yeah. he's going to knock you on your butt. So and then, he's, then he's one of the best yards after the catch receivers in football. So he's able to, you know, catch a short pass, catch a slant, and then run with it. And I think they've done a really good job. You know, quarterbacks are like baseball stadiums, right? You've got to be able to build your team around the strengths of the quarterback. Well, Hurts can throw the ball deep, and he's good at throwing it short to let the guys run with it, and that's what, that's what A.J. does both those things really well. I, I have to, to point out, you were just speaking with your hands a little bit, and, and I saw the, the Super Bowl ring Yeah. Uh, during your time with the Patriots. Uh, obviously there when, when Brady was thriving, and, and you talk about telling stories, his, his story on the field coming to a close here. Why yeah. was not now the right time, or it, was it the right time for Brady to retire? Well, I mean, look, I think in fairness, you know, he could still throw the ball well, so that didn't get him. Courage, he's still strong, he's still competitive, that didn't get him. He didn't have a debilitating injury like most quarterbacks' career ends. Dan Marino with Achilles, Sonny Jurgensen, you know, with the Washington team. What killed him, what got him is family, right? I mean, he's got to be able to get his life back in order. He's a, he's a single parent now, and he wants to spend time around his children. His kids are growing up in Miami. 
you know, and so I think that's why he put off the Fox gig until 2024. I think he needs to to kind of reacclimate himself to civilian life, if you will. You know, I've often said that when you're in that Belichick system, you become institutionalized. You're kind of focused <laughs> on just that. And now you got to go back and do something else. Did, did you get that, that submarine effect when you were working with the Patriots where it was almost like well, you, I, you went I, under and cut off contact? I go back with Bill to 1991 together. Mm-hmm. So we started together in Cleveland. So, you know, I, I kind of like that life. <laughs> I, it's the only life I can live, actually, to be honest with you. I, I, I always say I'm like uh, – I'm very similar to Brooks from Shawshank. Once I get out of there, I, I, I can't Brooks function here, very well. Right? Yeah, Brooks that, I'm going to hang myself, too. <laughs> yeah, just like Brooks was here. Michael Lombardi joining us here, host of the Lombardi line on VEASAN, in addition to the GM Shuffle Pod. Uh, another thing I saw on your Twitter, and it's a line that I absolutely love, quarterbacks that are quick-minded are better than quarterbacks that are quick-footed, yeah. which, which I think – encapsulates a lot of bigger conversations people are having about quarterbacks right now has has Jalen Hurts proved to you that he's quick-minded in addition to being quick-footed this season I think he's improved his quick-mindedness but I think give the Eagles a lot of credit for developing an offense which allows him to be quick-minded so when he is the main back when he's the runner the offense is all play action and you better adhere to it right so it's not a drop back pass game it's a play-action pass game. And when you run play-action, you separate the defense. You hold the linebacker, so you're either throwing the ball here or you're throwing the ball there. You don't have to be quick-minded with that, right? When you're trying to run a drop-back scheme and you see this, the safety come the other way and you got to move, now you got to throw the ball back over here. So they've done a great job of building into his strengths and limiting his weaknesses. I've often said that your legs can buy you time so your brain can figure the rest out. Like yeah. your first couple years, if you're running, I'm fine. But eventually... I want you to, to figure the rest out. Does, does, has he shown you the things that would, would indicate he's going to figure the rest out? I think he's going to have to stay within this offense, which is not a knock on him at mm-hmm. all, but I think that's what suits him. There's very few humans that roam planet Earth that can see all the things that Brady saw, that see what, you know, in my new book coming out, Football Done Right, I talk about Peyton Manning in the book, and, and I equate Peyton Manning to Jason Bourne. You remember the scene in Jason Bourne <laughs> when he's in the coffee shop and he says, how do I know why that guy's left-handed? That, that's great quarter. They see everything, right? Yep. And I think that's the hard part. So, so you weren't surprised when he was arguing calls in the, the, the flag football Pro Bowl? No, of course not. He saw something. <laughs> he sees something that everybody else doesn't see. That You know, Bill Walsh used to tell me all the time that very few people can coach the quarterback and even fewer can evaluate him. But the people on planet, there's very few on planet Earth that can play it. Every quarterback, for the most part, has to be managed. That's not a knock on them. That's just kind of a reality. Mm -hmm. And there's very few that don't. We're talking with Michael Lombardi here on Radio Row live in Phoenix. He's joining us in the Pitbull Tobacco and More broadcast booth. Uh, How do you plan for guys like that? We just mentioned Bill Walsh. Obviously, Jerry Rice is there. He played until he was 100 years old. Brady, he plays until he's 100 years old. Do do you – plan for a guy like do you is there something about those types of players that you can say all right we can depend on him into his 40s when most players you need a contingency plan by 35 well you know in scouting you always have a a a date in your mind when a player's skill starts to deteriorate used to be 36 for quarterbacks that kind of has changed a little bit but I think you know being around the players how they take care of their bodies if they're going to extend their career you know, you could just see certain guys that don't work out in the offseason that show. Like, I give it Dar- Darrell Rivas, tremendous player, Hall of Fame talent. But he should have played longer, but he really wasn't as dedicated in the offseason as he needed to be. He always was a little heavy, kind of got away from the game. 
not a knock. I'm just saying that's just kind of, and you could see that as an executive, and you said, like, that's going to be a hard contract. Like, I can't give him another contract. So, so obviously not on the inside on this one, but I'm, I'm kind of, I think under the radar is that Travis Kelsey's 33, right? He's, right. The, he's the same age as, like, Des Bryant and Gronk and some of these guys that feel like a, a previous generation. Yeah. Is he someone you'd be worried about? No, because here's the thing with, I mean, I'm going to give you a secret. Travis Kelsey's it. not a tight end. <laughs> he's not a tight end, okay? He doesn't have any hand-to-hand Don't tell the Chiefs with, that. Tight no, ends they get paid know he's less. not a tight end. Everybody <laughs> in the league knows he's not a tight end. The media calls him a tight end, uh-huh. right? He's an elite wide receiver. That's what he is. He's an elite wide receiver. He doesn't have to go in there and block somebody and take somebody on at the point of attack. He's never in 70 protection where he's got to block the end, <laughs> right? He's always free release to block the support. He's always lined up outside as the number one receiver. He's a weapon. He's, so his body takes less. Now, he's great, mm-hmm. but he's not a tight end. Like, it's un, like if they franchised him the franchise designation for a tight end, it would be an injustice because he's not. He's a great receiver. I, just hearing you say that, it, you know, Brady gets so much credit for taking less, right? Everybody's always saying he's the quarterback that took less. Is that the secret sauce for the Chiefs? They have a number one wide receiver on a tight end salary? There's no doubt. Yeah, there's huh. no doubt. And their quarterback took a little less, too. True. Right, but here's where the cause and effect of that comes in. They're the worst special teams in all of football. Okay? All right. I'll give so it to you. why is that? Because they're playing a lot of young guys in the kicking game. And so because you play young guys in the kicking game, you, you are going to have bad kicking teams. And, and is that a trade-off? You, like, as a former executive, obviously you're willing you're to make it? You're going to have to make that. You're going to have to adjust around it, you know, because what you have to do is what Philly's done. you got to get your team really good while your quarterback's on the rookie contract. Mm-hmm. And then when you pay him, you're going to you're gonna have to give up some stuff. You're not going to be able to bring Sue in and Linville Joe. You're going to be able to do some of the things you've done to kind of offset. You can't bring Brandon Graham back at his salary. You're going to have to give up things. But while you have them, that, that's one of the hard things that, you know, Cincinnati's got to make their team better now. You know, when you're a young team without a quarterback, your team's got to get good. We're talking with Michael Lombardi. Michael, before we let you go, everyone that sits in our Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, we asked to make a pick. I don't know if you've done it publicly, but, I, uh, but I do you have a feel one. for this one? I do one. it on VEASAN. I mean, I'm leaning towards the Eagles like everybody. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a really close game. I just wrote a column on VEASAN that should go up soon. That kind of I, I didn't give the pick out, but I try to break the game down into areas mm-hmm. where I think the game is going to come out. And I think the biggest thing is always – these kind of games, third and short, matter. The Chiefs are the worst team in the league in third and short. There it is. Uh, we'll check it out on VEASAN. We'll, we'll check out the, the full breakdown on VEASAN. That's Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi line on VEASAN, as well as the GM Shuffle Pod. Mike, thanks for coming Thank out. you so much. Appreciate it. We'll be back with more of the Tim Donnelly Show live from Radio Row here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 coming up next. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Connecting you with the biggest stars at the biggest game of the year. Presented by Dream Lawns, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Westbrook to James at the elbow. James turns, the crowd wants it. James free throw line, James Fade, jumper, good! NBA history in Los Angeles, LeBron James. A record that had stood for almost four decades now belongs to the king. Now belongs to the king. Tim Donnelly show live from Radio Row here in Phoenix. I'm Tim Donnelly back at the studio keeping us up and running. Richie Somerville, Robbie Vogler here with me in Arizona. And I mean, that 
first of all, let, let's let's put it this way. Kyrie Irving, few other guys. That's how you draw attention to yourself as a basketball player during Super Bowl week. Do something wildly great and and wildly legacy building so everybody has to talk about you. LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record in the NBA. I mean that that that's even might even be and I and I say this understanding the the magnitude of what I'm saying. That might be more impressive than the home run record. Simply because everybody in basketball can score. you got to be a home run hitter to chase a home run record. I mean, LeBron, you could argue, isn't even a, a score-first person, a score-first player. You could say he's a pass-first player. At least that's what he was called for a large portion of his career. Before we dive more into that, and by the way, call and text lines are open, 757-687-9494. That's the call line. It's also the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. Your reactions to LeBron going down in history for another reason. Not like he wasn't already in history, uh, but going down in history for another reason. 757-687-9494. Also, based on our conversation we just had with Michael Lombardi, who stopped by the booth here at Radio Row, I think it's time to give out. It's a little early, but it's our one big key uh, to the Super Bowl. Brought to you by Pitbull Tobacco and more, as well as Newport News Shipbuilding and a division of HII. If, if as we discovered in our conversation with with Michael, Travis Kelsey is the secret sauce for the Chiefs offense, and the Chiefs are the worst in the league on third and short. I would guess that the tight end on third and short would be quite important, and he's the secret sauce based on his strategy, based on his contract. Uh, I think it's safe to say that the one big key for the Eagles is stop Travis Kelsey. Now, we were talking with Andrew Sandejo, Andrew Sandejo uh, 12-year veteran safety in the NFL yesterday, and I said, like, what's the key? And he was like, uh, sack the quarterback. He's like, you're not going to keep him from getting open. Uh, you're going to do the best you can and hope your, your pass rush can get home. So, you know, one big key, stop the, the uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, could be taken another way. One big key get to Patrick Mahomes before he can get the ball off thrown to a, a Travis Kelsey. So that's our one big key for today going into the Super Bowl, one big key for the big game. Pitbull Tobacco and more and Newport News Shipbuilding, a division of HII, is the uh, the presenters of the one big key. Now let's get to LeBron. LeBron James, living up to the hype. That's – and, and I'm, I, trust me, I don't pretend to be original in this uh, this thought – that might be the most impressive thing. Living up to the hype that was put on him at, at 16 years old and being here 20 years later and being here with with no major off off you know uh, personal transgressions, never being caught up with the police or anything like that. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And I want to point this out, right? The, the number that everyone's saying, right, 38,390, uh, that is and counting. He is going to put years of points on this record. And everyone else that's even crossed 30,000, and it's, it's a, I mean, he's over 38,000. There's only a handful that have ever crossed 30,000. They've limped across 30,000. They've barely made it across 30,000. When, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar set the, the record that LeBron broke, he was averaging 10 points per game. LeBron's averaging 30 for the second straight year playing high minutes, playing a ton of games, 30. So appreciate it, right? I mean, it's one of our taglines here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Appreciate greatness. Uh, 
appreciate how great it is that we're sitting here on Radio Row talking about basketball right now. And we're not talking about it negatively. We're talking about it in pure praise. Robbie just pointed out, right, uh, literally 10 feet from our booth right now, Jamar Chase is being interviewed. Uh, and, and there's a big crowd. And it's one of those deals where when you see a big crowd here on Radio Row, you're like, all right, who are they following? <laughs> what, like, who's in the center? So a big crowd walked up right next to our booth and Jamar Chase. This literally happened seconds ago. And as we're glancing over there, Robbie goes, oh, look who's on the other side. And we look on the other side, and it's Joe Montana. I'm not saying that to name drop, although I am kind of saying that to name drop. (laughs) Like, this is a cool experience for us. But I'm also saying that to say Jamar Chase is right there. Joe Montana just walked by. We are at the location of the Super Bowl, and we're talking about basketball. And we're talking about LeBron James. Think about how incredible, and we're, and we're not saying it in like a big, there's not some big controversy like the Kyrie trade demands or anything like that. We're talking about it just giving him his praise for something wildly impressive that he was able to do. So t- like understand that moment, right? Understand how cool that moment is, not just for, for James, and I know his family was there and his sons were there and his, his wife was there and all that and his longtime friends and managers, like not only for them, but for everybody that's a, that appreciates people that do things at the top of their talent level and at the top of, of anyone to have ever lived talent level. I do want to address something involved with that, with that game. The phone thing is overplayed, Okay. If you reposted the picture of him shooting the fadeaway to break the record and you mentioned something about how many people had their phones out filming it, relax, okay? It's not that serious. And by the way, the one guy sitting in front who wasn't filming, that's Phil Knight. He owns Nike, right? Breaking records isn't going to get Phil (laughs) Steve Prefontaine way back in the day is probably the last time he got excited for someone's accomplishment. But I'm, I'm going to put it like, to you like this. You want to remember it exactly how it happened from exactly where you were sitting, and you can do both, right? You can film on your phone and watch with your eyes. You don't have to be staring at, at your phone like it's some kind of magical screen. There's the closest thing. I mean, I'll, trust me, the tickets were way too expensive for me to ever be sitting in those seats watching anyone break an NBA all-time scoring record. But the closest I probably will ever get is is – I'm not even going to give you all the details. I saw a Tiger Woods shot live that was a Tiger Woods highlight shot. Like, anytime you go on YouTube and you type in, like, greatest shots in Tiger Woods history, I saw one of them. And I wish I had a video. Golf courses, you often aren't allowed to take out your phones, and this was the case. I wish I had a video that I saw live because then I wouldn't have to explain a thousand times when I tell this story to anybody that is willing to listen where I was in relation to him. I wouldn't have to say, I was up against the ropes here. He was at this part of the course. I could just say, watch this video. And you would know exactly where I was and exactly how cool it was, and you would have exactly the amount of respect and reverence for the moment. Last point on this. If you put the, the, the screenshot of Michael Jordan's final shot in 98 with the Bulls and, and LeBron shooting the fadeaway to break the record, which look very similar on the court, right? They're kind of similar place on the court, rising up, similar jumper. And you go, oh, look at this one, all photos, all videos, all camera phones out. Oh, look at Jordan. Everyone's just watching with their eyes. It's because camera phones didn't exist. <laughs> if you think that everyone in that picture doesn't wish they had a camera phone in their hand watching Michael Jordan hit that shot, they do. I promise you. Now we get down to the nitty-gritty of LeBron breaking the, the, the record, which includes 
Anthony Davis, viral video in this one. I don't know how you explain away. Uh, LeBron's getting ready to break the record. He has the ball high post. Everybody in the arena, everybody watching at home, everybody that, that has any connection to the sport knows LeBron's about to put up a shot, right? He's in that little dribble, 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 dribble thing that he does where you know it's eventually going to be either a spin fadeaway or the hezzy pull-up. And, and his whole bench, every one of his teammates stands up. They're walking forward, right? They're, they're like everybody else, holding their breath. Is this going to be it? Anthony Davis in that moment sits down on the bench. And then the shot is made, and every one of their teammates' arms go up in the air. LeBron running back, arms in the air. Right? I'm sure if you looked in the stands, uh, just, just shutters everywhere, flashes everywhere. Big moment, everyone understands. Anthony Davis stayed seated. Emotionless until eventually he stood up kind of slowly. I don't know what you're doing. I don't, if he's hurt, he's hurt. You, your arms have to go up. It's a teammate thing. Your arms have to go up. This is, this is how ridiculous it is when you break a record. Uh, one of my teammates is the all-time, ready for this, single-season blocked kicks leader. He had a weird timing where he could jump up and block kicks. When he broke the record, we were like, hey. We reacted more aggressively than Anthony Davis did for LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record. And that was a school blocked kicks single-season record. I don't even know why we knew that record. But as soon as you know a record is being broken for your teammate, for your buddy, you have to show a little bit more emotion. LeBron James is out there getting choked up. They stopped the game for a half hour. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out and gave him a, a, a basketball that looked like it was just a game ball he took off the rack, gave it to him in like a big handoff gesture. And Anthony Davis, like he's at the, watching the previews to the movie, and it's not a preview he wants to see. Like it's, it's a horror movie, and he's not into horror movies, so he's going to just kind of get through it. That's wild. And they lost the game. I don't know what you wanted. Like, if you think that that Michael Jordan or you think that other of your quote-unquote goats never had big individual accomplishments in games they lost, you're wrong. Matter of fact, the three highest-scoring games in Michael Jordan's career, losses, uh, it, it, it happens. I don't like. Do you want him to not score because they're losing in the game, or do you want him to score to try to bring them back into the game? That's probably what you want, right? So just ride with that. It's the Tim Donnelly Show. We are live. That, that, that's going to do it for the, uh, the basketball portion of our, our day here at Radio Row. We're, we're here. It's a Wednesday. Super Bowl Sunday is on Sunday. So we're going to jump back into the football pretty aggressively coming up here. Uh, the reason why we are here is because of our exclusive show sponsor for our shows here out in, uh, out in Phoenix on Radio Row, Dream Lawns. Tremendously appreciative for them. Also, Dream Lawns text line. 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494 for your thoughts on LeBron James breaking the record, uh, anything we just discussed, but also turn our attention towards football uh, and, and the big game coming up. Speaking of turning our attention towards the big game coming up, Lisa Kearney, FanDuel TV, is getting ready to join us. We'll dive into the gambling side of this as well as what even the non-gamblers can take away from the gambling side of things. That's coming up next right here. Tim Donnelly Show live from Phoenix continues after this. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 
Live from Radio Row inside the Phoenix Convention Center in the heart of Super Bowl country, it's the Tim Donnelly Show, presented by Dream Lawns on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Our next guest here on Radio Row in Phoenix, Lisa Kearney. She hosts More Ways to Win, FanDuel TV's sports betting analysis show, Thursdays and Fridays, 10 a.m., uh, Saturdays and Sundays, 8 a.m. also. Lisa, we appreciate you for uh, for stopping by. I appreciate that warm welcome. Of course. You guys are the best. I'm so excited <laughs> to be sitting with you. Thanks for having me. Well, well, I am excited when we get the, the, the gambling guests on because they – quite literally put their money where their mouth is we we mm-hmm. all the other guests they, they spew out opinions you, you have something on the line so we'll uh we'll start with with the the quarterback injuries how yep. much does that affect your the bets you place when there's a little bit of unknown even if the you know the injury report might say full participation you know that the ankle is not full or the shoulder or whatever it is yeah i mean i think like anyone else in the industry you have your sources and you have your you know your places that you go for the information you trust the most and that's what our experts and our analysts do is they they dig and they find the stuff that they know that they can trust and lean into so the advice that we give on our show is based on the most authentic current up-to-date information that we have available to us and then I challenge everyone. I'm like, but how do we, re-, you know, and then it's my job to make sure um, we have fun with it. And we really go to bat and really challenge each other in a way that we make sure that the story is, um, you know, serving what we're, we're putting out. And, it, and it's going to serve our customers the best. When, when you have two fan bases like this and, and you know, you, you, you want to rile everybody up, is there, is there a temptation a little bit to get Philly going? Oh my gosh! Do we need to get Philly going? Isn't Philly always going? True. Well put. Well, well put. And Juju said. Juju said. I've seen a lot. Oh, Kansas City girl. I am a Kansas City girl. I am a diehard, long time, my entire life Chiefs fan. So this is a really big week for me, and I'm trying to be very measured and not be that annoying, like wearing red every day on the show. You know, like well, I I make it very well known which side I'm on and um I have all my stats to keep propping up my team <laughs> as as far as why we uh we're going to come out on top, but um we have a lot of fun with it. Uh we're talking with Lisa Kearney. She hosts More Ways to Win on FanDuel TV. Um that that's that's interesting because obviously being by the way, I think you you have full reign to to be as homer as you want as long as you were a fan like during the Brody Croyle years, you didn't just you didn't just show up during the Mahomes, right? So, so this, as long as you've been this around, this is how I like to say it. So to, to me, Mahomes is like a baby, like he's <laughs> such a kid, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually that old, right? So mm-hmm. in my house, I'm one of five kids, born and raised in Kansas City, massive Chiefs fan, big Jayhawks fan, okay, Royals back in the '80s fan. Um, I was a little kid then. I don't think I'm that old. But um, but in our house, literally, it was like on Sundays, it was church, it was yard work, everything stopped at kickoff. And we would all come inside and everybody would enjoy the game together and scream at the TV. And my dad is still, I mean, people can't watch with my dad anymore because he's, <laughs> he, he can't stay seated and he can't keep his mouth shut. But uh, yeah, we're passionate fans over in my household. So, so going back to some of the picks, have, have you and your, your co-hosts and your uh, analysts, uh, have you dabbled at all in, in the awards? I, I, we've had a few bring up, a few guests bring up MVPs and, mm-hmm. and long shots and things like that. Is that something you guys are getting into? Absolutely. We've been talking about MVPs and long shots, well, regular season MVPs and mm-hmm. all of that for a long time. But um, now knowing the Super Bowl matchups, we've been digging into that a ton. Um, we, we love futures 
numbers on our show. So um, I actually have like a very much an outlier MVP pick, I want which to hear is it. really fun um, because the way that Chris Jones has mm -hmm. played all year and the way that 15 and a half sacks, by the way, fourth, fourth most in the NFL, the way that he physically changed the game in the AFC championship is something you have to look at and go like respect. Like if he can bring that and and going against the best offensive line mm -hmm. in football right now and do what he did and change the way that Jalen Hurts has to play the way he did to Burrow mm -hmm. um, is going to give the Chiefs a massive um, opportunity. Chris Jones MVP. I, so I, the I like odds the there are forty to one. I like it. So throwing down a little bit on Chris Jones is not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. And and we we actually had a, another guest throw out Miles Sanders. So it's almost like if you if you throw both, then if the the offensive line for the Eagles takes care of Chris Jones, Miles Sanders has a good shot. And if if Chris Jones takes care of the the vaunted offensive line, then it's right there. And, and quite frankly, I mean, we being Kansas City have to have him play well. Mm -hmm to give the Chiefs a chance because if Jalen Hurts gets going and then you've got Hassan Reddick coming in when the offense mm -hmm. is resting, you know, that that just can start spelling trouble. So Chris Jones really needs to have a big day. Joining us here on the Pitbull Tobacco and More guest chair, Lisa Kearney, host of More Ways to Win on FanDuel TV. Um, as a Kansas City fan, I'm sure over the last five years you've gotten pretty pretty used to being favorites. Uh, are you surprised to see that they're, they're getting the one and a half in this one? Um, I was initially. I, but it said everything about how the the public and how the bookmakers feel about us coming in. And I was like, give us all the money. <laughs> give us all the negative energy. Don't build us up. You know, talk all the smack you want because I don't want us to be up there. You know, two years ago, we go into Tampa Bay mm. and we're feeling really good. We have a win and... We scored nine points, you know, like we've been there where it's it's really hurt to go in with all the confidence and it's a lot better to come in with a with a quiet swagger. So I'm like, give us the give us the plus money. I'm, I'm OK with that. Have you noticed a little like I, I've noticed and especially at opening night, I think it was really obvious the dichotomy between the, the loose fun feel of of Kansas City and a more business like approach from the Eagles. And, and does that affect how you, you think this one might break at all? It's funny you say that because I talk, I've talk. i talked all week long with uh, one of our experts on the show, James Jones. Mm -hmm. He's played in the NFL nine years. I was going to say, resume the Super Bowl. Billion he, touchdowns. At, but yes, he's, he's been, he's literally lived every moment that these guys are feeling this week. And I keep going back to the fact that this is the third Super Bowl in, the, in four years for the Chiefs. The last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl was 2017. Now, a lot of that roster, yeah, I mean, Listen, Jason Kelsey, he's like these guys who are leaders have been there, but you've got a more collective roster of guys that have been there on the chief side that have felt the moment. So when you get into that moment, you, you're you not going to feel it as big. I mean, it's let, let, let me not downplay the Super Bowl, okay, guys, but... You're, It'll be just another Sunday for those guys. The way that it guys. affects you, right? <laughs> <laughs> He'll grab a coffee, yeah. and roll in. Um, but the way that it affects you when you don't know what's coming is, I think, very different than um, having been there, right? You're seeing it in your in your mind. Nothing's surprising you. Media day is a grind. Mm. Those guys know what it you know what it was to go through that. So, um, but 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 I say I bring up James Jones because you know played for the Packers all those years. This stint with the Raiders. 
And he's like, I don't know, Lisa. He's so high on the Eagles, and I'm like literally throwing every jab at him that I can. I'm like, experience, man. He's like, nah. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the Chiefs won their first, so maybe they don't need experience. It's true. They, it's they, very true. Or this, this course first, I should it's say. It's true. Uh, everyone that sits in our Pitbull Tobacco One More guest chair, we ask him for a pick. I have a feeling I know where this one is going, but if you had to pick the game, I wh- would, which team and why? I would go with my Chiefs. There you go. And it's even if – even if I was not a massive Chiefs homer, I would look at our lineup and I would say, you know, the Chiefs have weapons. If Travis Kelsey has a big day, kill a Trav, can get it done. I, I think the two weeks obviously coming in, everybody's getting healthier, but that's huge for Patrick Mahomes and that high ankle sprain. And, um, you know, he's magic. He is magic what he does, and it just continues to impress everybody. Lisa, we appreciate you for jumping on. We'll continue to watch on more ways to win, and and thank you. Tim, you're the best. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Once again, this is the Tim Donnelly Show here at Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, live on Radio Row. We'll be back in a couple minutes with more. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Connecting you with the biggest stars at the biggest game of the year. Presented by Dream Lawns, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are live from Radio Row here in Phoenix. Getting set for the Super Bowl. Thank you to our sponsor for the shows this week out here in Phoenix, Dream Lawns. Um, and also, it's time for a little uh, little betting action. Big Game Bets brought to you by Inland Reef Bar and Grill. Big Game Bets. For the second straight day, we are going to pilfer some uh, some Big Game Bets, right? La- yesterday, we talked with uh, Mike Pritchard, and then shortly after we had him on the show, I co-opted one of his bets for our Big Game Bet. We are going to do the same here. Uh, we're going back to the awards. We're going back to the MVPs. And we're going to simply take Chris Jones at plus 5,000, which is 50 to 1 uh, odds to win the MVP. And, and when you mix it with our bet from yesterday on Miles Sanders, as you heard me and Lisa Kearney discussing, it, it kind of gives you both sides of the coin, right? If, if Miles Sanders doesn't have a big day, that means that the Chiefs' defensive front is getting it done, which means Chris Jones is having a big day. On the flip side, if Chris Jones is getting bottled up by that great Eagles offensive line, that means Miles Sanders is having a big day, and thus – He's in the mix for an MVP. So that is our big game bet for today. Big game bets brought to you by Inland Reef Bar and Grill. Now we go to the phone lines, which we can access due to our internet connectivity, brought to you by Larry King Law. Thank you to them for our internet connectivity. Uh, for our weekly conversation with Dr. Wood Selig, ODU's athletic director. Uh, Dr. Selig, as always, thank you for, for taking the time to join us. Uh, we're out here in Phoenix for the Super Bowl, so I so I have to ask, what's Super Bowl like in in the uh, in the Selig household? Do you do it up big? Do you, do you do the whole spread? What's it look like? You know, we're we're older, wiser, and more mature, so <laughs> we just uh, try and land at a neighbor's house so we can come and go as we really desire. So that is it. That is a veteran to, move. You know, put, yeah, it's a total veteran move. We used to put together a big event invite staff members over and you know had it catered and stuff but that was just too much so now we're, we're going to take it easy actually uh, we'll be coming back from visiting our daughter in charlottesville uh over the weekend so we're going to uh be coming back just in time on sunday to, to catch the game ourselves so we we don't even know what we're doing at this particular time <laughs> 
Well, we we uh, we can vouch that ODU is well represented here at the Super Bowl at, at opening media or opening night media day. We spoke with both Zach Pascal and Rick Lovato, members of, uh, of the Eagles, and uh, both spoke about how meaningful it was for them to go from uh, a program that was either new or new to the the level at ODU, went going up to, to Division One and those types of things, uh, all the way towards the, the highest of highs at the Super Bowl. And, and they spoke about that journey. What does it look like from a program perspective to see two guys that were foundation layers for the Monarchs now at the Super Bowl and on the biggest stage? I, I mean, I, honestly, I'm I'm so thrilled for them individually. I, I really love that they're getting this experience again and you know in, in some instances so mm-hmm. uh I, I'm, I'm proud that they're odu monarchs i think it's a statement uh, as to our our program and the fact that uh, our coaches have and can recruit some of the best football talent in the nation and they play right here at odu it also i think rewards our fans uh to have uh, members of the ODU football team go on and play not only in the NFL but in the Super Bowl. So you know, it tells them that you know, hey, they come out and watch ODU play football in the fall on Saturdays and they very well could be following a number of NFL stars who they'll continue to watch on Sundays after they finish their career at ODU. We're talking with Dr. Wood Selig, ODU's athletic director here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, while the, the former ODU athletes, Wood, are, are in the Super Bowl, the current ODU athletes, some of them at least, are uh, are heading into the, the final month of the season for men's and women's basketball. How are you feeling about those seasons and, and the runs that these teams might be able to make to, to close out the regular season? Yeah, I think our women are poised to really make a run for the top. Uh, I know they're, they're sitting – uh, near the top of the Sunbelt Conference standings, and they have four of their final six games at home. So that's a, a, a real good situation to be in. And the teams that we are playing on the women's side, uh, it's not like we're playing the, the top six teams in the conference. We're playing uh, teams that, that many of them we, we would like to think we could win. So I, I think the women are positioned very well going into Pensacola uh, later this month and the first week in March. The men are right in the middle of the pack. Right now we're, we're in sixth place out of 14. Uh, we've got four of our last six games on the road, and they are arguably against the, the top six, top five teams in the, the conference. We finish at home on the men's side with both Marshall and Southern Miss, and they're you know like twenty and four and nineteen and three respectively. So they're having really good seasons. So the men have a little bit of a tougher road than the women do to close out the season, but it, it all really comes down to one week in Pensacola to see who can run the table on the men and the women's side and get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament this year. I also saw the, the ODU baseball season's a couple weeks away yet, but the, the Commonwealth Classic at Harbor Park, traditionally ODU-UVA, uh, this year ECU gets introduced into the mix. H- how did that decision come, come about uh, to bring them into the, you know, as an opponent in such a big game? Well, the way, the way we work our Virginia series is we're, we're fortunate that we have a good relationship, the coaches, administration, so We'll play two games against Virginia each year, uh, one in Charlottesville, one in Norfolk. 
and we we've agreed to sep to split when those two games are played each year. So in other words, one of the two games is played earlier in the season and the second of the two games is played later in the season as a non-conference game and we take turns on who gets to play the early game at home on the road. We flip that every other year. So no school gets uh, an early March game every year versus, say, a May game every year because obviously the weather is generally going to be much better in May than it is in March. So that would be the ideal date. This year the Virginia game is an early game here in Norfolk. So East Carolina is a similar model uh, with Greenville and North Carolina. So they're going to be the later game uh, here in Norfolk, and we move that to Harbor Park because East Carolina has as good of fans as any school in our area, and they support their Pirates, whether it's football, basketball, baseball. So we know that's going to be an attractive game that's going to draw a really big crowd and will be perfectly situated at Harbor Park later in the baseball season. Dr. Selig, everyone that joins us here on Radio Row, we're making make a pick. And and just because you're calling in, uh, we're still going to give you the opportunity. Uh, for the Super Bowl, do you have a, a lean? Which way are you going, Chiefs or Eagles? Yeah, obviously I'm going with my, my Monarch connection, and I'm there going go. with my, my heart to ODU. So um, I'm pulling for the Eagles to, to win this Super Bowl, and uh, it's going to be a close one, but I think they're going to win by two. Dr. Selig, we always appreciate you for, for calling in on, on these Wednesday chats, and, and we look forward to doing it again next week. Well, Tim, I'm still looking all across my desk for my invitation to join you in Arizona <laughs> for this segment. I, I don't Must know have if gotten lost. in or not. Must have gotten lost in, uh, yeah. in the mail. We Dang sent it weeks it. ago, weeks ago. Uh, just my <laughs> luck. Well, have a great time out there. Enjoy the game, and, and thanks for – for what you're doing, you're drawing such a hard assignment out there in Arizona. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Seelig. We appreciate it. All right, Tim. Catch you later. Once again, that is Dr. Wood Seelig, ODU's athletic director, making his weekly stop by the Tim Donnelly Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And once again, thank you to Larry King Law for providing our Internet connectivity here on Radio Road, allowed us to, to make that connection with Dr. Seelig, who I think it's a smart move, went with the, the team that has two ODU players against the team that has no ODU players. He's stuck with the, the Monarchs. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take a break here. We should have right near the top of the next hour former number two overall pick Pac-12 Washington State college football legend Ryan Leaf joining the show uh, so stick around for that we're going to try to get him here as soon as we can <laughs> 